Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Recorded live. Amen. Paul said in the book of Romans that all things work together for good to them who love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Amen. There's not anything that God allows to happen. Don't have a purpose behind it. Amen. Nothing happens by chance. Amen. There's events that God allows to come up in our lives to bring us to a certain point. Because God has a destination for your life. And we'll never reach that destination if he don't allow certain events to take place in our life. He caused a famine to come in the land that caused Abraham to go into the Canaan land. And God said, a place where you stand, he said, I'm going to give it to you and to your descendants forever. And you shall be a father of many nations. It's events that God brings. And sometimes those events that he brings, amen, it's not too pleasant. Amen. Some of them is hurtful. But Paul said that it's going to work out for our good. We got to believe what God's word says. No sense of being in the, in the, in the, in the faith if we ain't going to believe God's word. That's what faith is about. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that's not seen. Amen. I don't see how I'm going to make it tomorrow, but I'm trusting God. Amen. He said that he sent the raven to feed the prophet Elijah. Lord, I'm hungry. I need your help. Amen. You, you sent the raven to feed him. Feed me. Amen. When taxes was time to be paid and they didn't have the money, Jesus told his, his disciples, go and pick up a fish and look in his mouth. Get the money and pay your taxes. He'll make a way where there is no way. Some kind of way, somehow, God going to make a way. Because the Bible said there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing too hard. But the Bible said he that believeth not in God, it's impossible for him to please God. And that man, he can receive nothing from the Lord. Hmm. Once again, our lesson on the night. Chapter 20, 2 Samuel. <clears throat> We pray that the word of God be a blessing to one and all. Amen. Thank God for those who called in to listen to our broadcast on tonight. And we do pray that uh, the word of God and this night have found you and your family in good health and in good spirit. And we pray that something that the Lord said through these verses of scripture may be a blessing unto you and your family. We are the New Way of Life Ministries. We're located 32822 State Highway. 249 in Pinehurst, Texas. Our zip is 77362. Our email address is nwoflife2002 at yahoo.com. Drop us a line. Let us hear from you. Amen. Second Samuel chapter 20. We begin our reading from verse number 1. And there happened to be there a man of Bilal, whose name was Sheba, the son of Bekra, a Benjamite. And he blew a trumpet and said, We have no part in David. Neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse, every man to his tent, O Israel. So every man of Israel went up from after David. 
and followed Sheba, the son of Bechrah. But the men of Judah clave unto their king, from Jordan even to Jerusalem. And David came to his house at Jerusalem, and the king took the ten women, his concubines, whom he had left to keep the house, and put them inward, and fed them, but went not in unto them. So they were shut up until the day of their death, living in widowhood. Then said the king to Amasa, Assemble me the men of Judah within three days, and be thou here present. Don't just send them, you come too. So Amasa went to assemble the men of Judah, but he tarried longer than the set time which he had appointed him. And David said to Abishai, Now shall Sheba the son of Bechra do us more harm than did Absalom. Take thou that Lord's servant and pursue after him, lest he get him fenced cities and escape us. There went out after him Joab's men and the Cherites and the Pelahites. And all the mighty men, and they went out of Jerusalem to pursue after Sheba, the son of Bechrah. And when they were at the great stone, which is in Gibeon, a master went before him, and Joab's garment that he had put on was girded upon, un, unto him. And, un, and upon it a girdle with a sword fastened upon his loins in the sheep thereof. And as he went forth, it fell out. And Joab said to a master, are thou in health, my brother? And Joab took a master by the beard with the right hand to kiss him. But a master took no heed to the sword that was in Joab's hand. So he smote him therewith in the fifth rib and shed out his bowels to the ground and struck him not again, and he died. So Joab and Abishai, his brother, pursued after Sheba, the son of Bechrah. And one of Joab's men stood by him and said, he that favored Joab, and he that is for David, let him go after Joab. And a master wilded in blood in the midst of the highway. And when the man saw that all the people stood still, he removed a master out of the highway into the field and cast a cloth upon him when he saw that everyone that came by him stood still. When he was removed out of the highway, all the people went on after Joab to pursue after Sheba, the son of Bagrah. And he went through all the tribes of Israel unto Abel and to Beth-Makkah and all the Bereites. And they were gathered together and went also after him. And they came and besieged him in Abel of Beth-Makkah. And they cast up a bank against the city. And it stood in the trench. And all the people that were with Joab battered the wall to throw it down. Then cried a wise woman out of the city, Hear, hear, say I, hear, hear, say I, pray you unto Joab, come near hither, and I may speak with thee. And when he was come near unto her, the woman said, Are thou Joab? And he answered, I am he. Then she said unto him, Hear the words of thine handmaid, and he answered, I do hear. Then she spake, saying, They were wont to speak in old times, saying, They shall surely ask counsel at Abel. And so, and so they ended the matter. I am one of them that are peaceable and faithful in Israel. Thou seekest to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. 
Why will thou swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? And Joab answered and said, Forbid, forbid from me that I should swallow up or destroy. The matter is not so, but a man of Mount Ephraim, Sheba, the son of Becra by name, had lifted up his hand against the king, even against David. Deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. The woman said unto Joab, Behold, his head shall be thrown to thee over the wall. Then the woman went unto all the people in her wisdom, and they cut off the head of Sheba, the son of Becra, and cast it out to Joab. And he blew a trumpet, and they retired from the city, every man to his tent. And Joab returned to Jerusalem unto the king. Now Joab was over all the hosts of Israel, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada was over the Cherites and over the Pelotites, and Idoram was over the tribute, and Jehoshaphat the son of Alahu was recorder, and Sheba was scribe, and Zadok and Abiathar was the, was the priest, and Ira also the Jerite was the chief ruler about David. Amen. Second Samuel chapter 20, verses 1 to verse 26. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading here and do of his word. What a chapter. A chapter where we find people is trying to what? Regain uh, the strength of one nation. All because of a matter of, uh, we would say, a civil war. A civil war was between the father and the son, and between the tribesmen of Israel. We find that in our families. We find it in the church where we fight against one another. The Bible says that if we fight and devour one another, we'll be destroyed one of another. So there's no, there's no gain in destroying one another. The Bible tells us that we should do what? Pray one for another. When any time you find destruction, uh, comes in the body of Christ, or come in the home among family members, the devil is at work. Because the Bible says that the, that the thief, the devil, he comes to do what? Steal, kill, and to destroy. So anytime you find any one of these entities at work in your house, in the church, in your community, you know that the devil then, then, then placed his, his tent right there in your community, right in the church, right in your home. Whenever you find any one of these entities at work, you know that the devil implanted his seed right there. And so when he planted his seed there, it's our job to do what? Get him out. It's our job to get him out. And how do we get the devil out our lives and out of our, our business? With the word of God. When Jesus was baptized in the, in the river Jordan by, by John the Baptist, the Bible said that that the spirit of the Lord led him out into the wilderness to what? To be tempted by the devil, right? And every temptation that Satan came to Jesus with, Jesus did what? It is written, Satan, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Everything Satan came to him with, he went to the word of God and told him what was written. The problem with us is why the saints of God lose so many battles, we don't know what is written. We can sing, we can clap, we can get happy in the church, and we can have a good time, but baby, do you know what is written? That's what you got to know. You got to know what is written. When your trial and your tribulation come upon you, you better know what's written 
Because if not, the devil will talk real loud in your ear and tell you God don't love you. God don't care what's happening to you. Look how you go to church, you do this, you do that, and look at here. Look what's happening here. Your health is failing you. You lost your job. And all these different things he try and tell you to tear you down. Same thing in the Bible here. These people are going to try and tear down this wall. Why? Because they're after this one man. They're after this one man. Do you realize that Satan don't care nothing about your house, your job, your money, how good you look at all of this? He ain't worried about that. He is after your soul. That's the most important thing that we as people on earth can have is our soul. And this is what the Bible said, that Jesus came to do what? Save us from our sins, to deliver our soul from the penalty of death, right? It's appointed once for man to die. But after this comes the judgment. And so we as believers shouldn't have to worry about a second death when Jesus comes back to, to, to judge the world. Why? Because we as believers are going to go home with him. And he said, we're going to sit upon the throne and judge the world. So why should we be fighting and devouring one another? We need each other. Israel needed one another. God had called them to become a godly nation that would represent him on the earth. But what's happening here? They allowed something simple to come between them. All the time before they came, had, a, had a king, who was their first king? King Saul. Before he became king, they had what? Judges. Samuel and all the prophets judged the people. But then when, when Samuel got old and his sons was out here homemonging with the, with, the, with the women in the church and taking all the offerings that they had brought, the people cried unto Samuel, give us the king. God tells them, say, look, the king that you're crying and asking for, this is what he's going to do. He's going to take your women, your children. He's going to put your sons in, the, in, the, in, the, in his service to be in his army. They're going to take your best vineyard. They still say, give us a king. And the king that they asked for wasn't no godly man. He was a people pleaser. That's all he wanted to do, make sure that the people were satisfied with everything he did. He wasn't worried about well, whether God was going to be satisfied. Hmm. And it's bad when you get to the point where you ain't worried about whether God is satisfied with your service. <laughs> People in the church, they want to please the pastor. They want to please the deacons. They want to please one another. But they ain't worried about pleasing God. That's the, that's the main person in pleasing God. Absalom, David's son, raised up his hand against his own father, came out against him, Ran him out of the Jerusalem, out of his own kingdom, and took over. Went after him to try and kill him so he can secure his, his, himself as being king. I don't care how much you run a person. I don't care what you do to him. It's not you or people who are going to secure you in the position that you have. It's got to be God. If God be for you, who can be against you? Huh? That's what the Bible says, if God be for you. God wasn't for Absalom. God had anointed David to be king. And don't you realize when God put you in the place, can't nobody else move you? When it's God, look, we have to understand there are certain chapters in our lives. When that chapter is over, God is saying to you and I, it's time to move on now. There's something else I need you to do. There's some other people I need you to meet because there's something inside of you I put inside of you that you can share with them that they can come and seek me.
Absalom wasn't seeking God. Absalom was a people pleaser. The Bible says he used to sit in the gate to win the hearts of the people over, but he wasn't winning the heart of God. That's what we need to do. We need to learn how to seek the heart of God. David did not fight. David ran out of the city to keep the city safe, to keep the people in the city safe so the, so the battle wouldn't come into the city. And this is what we have to do, saints. We have to do what we need to do to protect our home. The whole, our home is our city. Our home is our castle. That's our kingdom, and we have to do what we need to do to protect it. We got to get back to praying. We got to get back to reading our word and fasting to keep the devil from out of our home, out of our marriage, from away from our children. We have to cover one another in prayer. David left him and his men, the men that was loyal to David. They left and went out into the wilderness. Absalom wasn't satisfied to take Jerusalem. He went out into the wilderness and pursued after David. And when he pursued after David, that's where he lost his life. That's where he lost his life. Whatever a man saw, that shall he also reap. For God is not mocked. Don't play with God. God is not mocked. Whatever a man saw, that's what he's going to reap. Absalom reaped. He sowed to the wind, and he reaped the whirlwind. Lost his life. Now the men who were following Absalom is, not a fine, is trying to find favor now with David. But David is not, look, 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 look how this godly man is thinking. He's not a man of revenge because he could easily took revenge on him once he had regained his power back and came after all of those men who had came against him. Do you know what happened in, in our society today when they go against the president, when they, when, they, when they run away from the battle, they lined them up against the wall. In the old days, they lined them up against the wall and they shot them. What they called them, the soldiers, when they ran away from the, from the battle? They went AWOL. They went AWOL. They bring them and they put them on trial. And in the old days, when they found them guilty, they put them up against the wall and shot them. Now they put them in penitentiary. And, and they lose their citizenship. They lose everything. Why is it that we are willing to lose things to follow the ways of the world? When God say, look, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all his righteousness, say, all of these things I'm going to add unto you. But Absalom thought he could take it. The Bible said no man go and walk unlawfully. Every man seeketh the crown, he fights he fight, uh in a ruling way, in a lawful way. He said, he that, 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 that wished to seek a crown, let him, let him seek it in a lawful way. So David, being the man that he was and seeking the face of God and having a heart for the people of God, he left the city. Now, once, once the battle was over and Absalom lost his life and all the people came to David, David did not shun them away. He did not say what they did to him and he was going to seek revenge. What he did, he tried to bring them together. The Bible says that we serve uh, 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 the ministry of reconciliation. We're supposed to look for re- to be reconciled with one another. Whenever there's a difference between you and I, whenever there's a difference between you and your brother or your sister, we're supposed to seek to be reconciled. 
If you, what the Bible says, if your brother have ought with you, if you go to your brother, you can win your brother over. But if he don't hear you, he said, then bring it to the church. And if he don't, and if the church don't receive it, the Bible says, cast, he'll be a castaway out of the church. So it's our job to, to look for to be reconciled with one another. Absalom wasn't looking for no reconciliation, but David was. Even after they did him wrong, and he had the choice to take and line those men up and kill them for, for coming out against him. No, David said, look, we're going to bring this, the, the, the tribes back together. And when he tried to bring them together, what Sheba did? There's always one in the crowd that's trying to keep up the confusion. Sheba said, no, we're not, we're not going. We don't have no inheritance in David. We don't have no inheritance in, in Israel. And so what he did, he caused the tribe to revolt against David once again. So now David's saying is what, what, what he's doing is much worse than what Absalom did. We must learn from our mistakes. We got to learn from our mistakes. Because a lot of times when things happen to us and things come upon us, we like to point the finger at everybody else but ourselves. The Bible said, know ye not your own self? We live with ourselves. We know what we didn't did. We know when we didn't sin and, and went against God. God is going to chastise you. He said, those that I love, I chasten. And so sometimes we be looking at it as bad luck and this, that, and the other. But do you ever say, well, I'm, I'm being chastised for what I did. I did something that God wasn't pleased with. Now he's chastising me. I'm paying for what I did. And when we can accept that, God can raise us back up again. He that obeys himself, him shall God exalt. But he who exalts himself and try and justify, try and justify, he say, him shall God abase. He'll put him down. And so what God is trying to tell us, learn how to humble yourself. Learn how to humble yourself before God. David tells Amasa, get men together, assemble them together. We got to get Sheba. He's trying to revolt and cause the people to come out against the civil war all over again. And this mistake here is going to be worse than the first mistake I made. And so he said, look, we got to clean up this. Sometimes you just got to start over. There's nothing wrong with starting over. You got to start over sometimes. So David said, look, I'm not going to allow this to happen like it happened before with Absalom. I got to correct this mistake. You have to realize that you made a mistake. Nobody's perfect. That's why the Bible have a word in it that's called what? Repent. Repent means to turn. Don't keep going the same direction. You got to turn from that. And so David said, I'm not going to make the same mistake I made with Absalom with Sheba. Assemble the men of Judah together. Now, he didn't say get Israel. Israel had separated themselves from him. Go get the ones that's loyal to me. The ones that been with me, fought along my side all the time. These are the people I want you to go and get because I can count on. You got to know who you can count on. Just because a person pat you on your back and smile in your face don't mean that you can count on them. How many times a person say, look, man, just call me if you need me. What happened when you call? They don't answer. They ain't nowhere to be found. And if they do, they got excuses. Oh, I got something to do. Man, I'm a, I, I'll get back with you. They never get back with you. We are persuaded and drawn away with people because they smile in our faces 
and pat us on the back, and especially if it's somebody who we want to win over as a friend. We ain't satisfied with the friends that have been loyal to us all along. We ain't satisfied with them. We want to win people who don't care nothing about us. So David said, go get the men of Judah and bring them back here at a set time, and I want you to be present because I need to give you some orders. We've been absent from the church too long. We've been absent from Bible study too long. We've been absent from praying too long. There's some things that God needs to talk to us with. And how can God talk to us when we're doing all the talking? When we're doing all the talking and we got so many things in our busy schedule, God ain't got, we can't hear from God. God is talking, but we ain't hearing. You know when we hear? We hear when something bad happened to us. Then we get on our knees, Lord, and God says, I've been trying to talk to you, boy. I've been trying to tell you you're going the wrong way. Now you done bump your head up against the wall and you're calling on God, the same God who's been trying to talk to you. So David said, go get Sheba before he get into some fenced city, before he get into the city where people could hide him and he escape. Because where he going to, towards Israel, towards the ten tribes up to the north, they're going to hide him. They call that harboring a, a fugitive. They're going to harbor him. They're going to hide him. Don't let him get into the city. Don't let that devil get in your house. He come in that sheep clothing, but inwardly, he's a raving wolf. He's going to tear your house to pieces, tear your life upside down. And so a master, the Bible says he tarries. He don't, he don't do as the king tells him. Hello, somebody. Who's our king? Jesus is our king. Do we always do what he said do? We tarry. We tarry. We always say, I'll get to it. Lord, I'll read my word. I'll pray. Oh, I'll do that later. We tarry. But soon as trouble comes, who we who the first person we call on? God. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. The first person, the, the person who we, who we walk away from is the same person we need and call on. So a master, he leaves. But he don't go like David told him to go. See, that, 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 look, the same way there are certain policies, procedures on a job or in a, 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 a business place, there's policies and procedures with God. God is no respecter person, but he's a respecter of principles. God has principles. That's why he gives us the laws of God so that we can be different from the rest of the world. What makes you different from anybody else? Because I am a God word. I don't tell a little white lie just to keep peace. I tell the truth and, and trust God to make peace. He's the, pe he's the prince of peace. I'm not the prince of peace. I speak his peace. Jesus said, my peace I give you. My peace I leave with you. Not as the world gives. Because see that little white lie? Sooner or later it's going to catch up. And then you're going to be a man of, of, of dishonor. God is trying, to, is trying to build honor in us. So when we say something, the person can believe in what we say. Man, look, you're having trouble, man. Go, go talk to Curtis, man. Curtis, Curtis he's going to tell you the truth. Man, don't go fool with that guy, man. He, that might be your boy. Y'all might run together or whatever. But, man, that dude ain't going to tell you. Go talk, to, go talk to Glenn, man. 
That man going to give you some, some good advice. What kind of advice we give him? The word of God. What thus said the Lord. And stand on it. Stand on it. Even if it looked like it ain't working, stand on it. He said, after you have done all to stand, still stand. See, that's what the world do. The world try and make you think that the word of God don't work. And try and make you to get off the word. But God is using what he's doing through his word to change you. It's not, it have nothing to do with nobody else. It's all about you. That you can be a better witness to somebody who's going to need that word from you later on in life. Here, Joab, a murderer, a deceiver, he takes his opportunity when a master don't, don't, don't honor David's word, and so he got to kill him. Why? Because a master then took his position. He didn't took his position. How many times we didn't heard people on a job that didn't took somebody else's position or been raised up from out of the field of labor and got a, a supervisor position? And what we do? We try and kill them by the words of our mouths. Oh, man, that dude ain't no good. Man, he got that man because he was nothing but a brown nose. Man, that's, all he, that's how he got that. We try and kill a person's reputation by words that we say against them so people can dishonor them or don't believe in them. And this is what Joab is doing. He is dishonoring a master because a master got his position. You know what all the things that people seek in this world? Power, money, position. That's right. That's right. They want people to look up to them. They got people that they want people to look up to them. Like they got, like they got the power of life in their hands. Look, if you, don't, if, 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 if you don't come on my side, you don't listen to me, you don't do what I say, look, I ain't going to give you nothing. I could help you. That's what people want you to believe, that they control your life with what they got. The Bible says, what Job said, the Lord give it, and the Lord can take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You got to know from where, from where your blessings flow. Your blessings ain't flowing from no man. He, it ain't flowing from your family. It ain't flowing from the preacher. It flows from God. That's where it comes from. All of our blessings flows from God. God opened those that no man can close, and he closed those that no man can open. God does these things, not no man. The Bible says that, that the heart of man is in God's hand. He can soften it or he can harden it. When God sent Moses down into Egypt, what the Bible says, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. But when God had them brought all of those plagues, what he did, he softened that heart to let them people go. So God is the one who hardened and softened heart. Joab took it on upon himself and took the opportunity because the master didn't do what he was instructed to do. And he goes out and what he do? He kills him. And how did he get to, get to kill him? By deception. He went to him to honor him with a kiss. This is what they do in ancient, in, in the Middle East. They, they, they greeted one another with a kiss. The Bible said, Paul said, look, greet your brethren with a what? A holy kiss. You got to watch who kissing you. Because everybody's not holy. Everybody don't even want to talk about, don't even say the word holy. And so when he went to him to honor him with a kiss, he had deception in his heart because he had a sword in his hand that a master didn't even pay attention to the Bible says. 
So when a person embrace you and make you think that you're a friend, they, you ain't looking for them to stab you in your back. That's the thing that tears us down and hurt us when we find out that the person we thought that was for us was the same person who was stabbing us in our back. He was the one that was going behind our back talking about us and telling people, we not worth this. We, man, you need to just get rid of that dude. Man, don't fool with him. Don't fool with her. They ain't no good. And all the time, they're laughing and smiling in your face. That's what the song we were talking about last Tuesday, backstabbers. Backstabbers. All the time, they want to take your place. Backstabbers. A master wanted that position back. He takes the opportunity because the master didn't do what he was supposed to do in a timely manner. Joab took it upon himself to kill the man. David didn't give him no orders to go kill a master. He sent him to go and get who? Sheba. He's our enemy. He's our enemy. He's the one stirring up the trouble. But he took it upon himself because the master didn't listen to David. He said, now nah, I'm going to take this opportunity to get him. This is my, this is my opportunity. That's why we got to watch who we draw into our bosom. Because everybody we draw into our bosom is not for you. They're not for you. The Bible says try the spirit and see whether that be of God. See if that person is really of God. A person can talk a good talk about God. They can jump and shout and got to dance in the whole nine yards. But don't have God nowhere in their heart. Jesus told the Pharisees, he said, you're like a white sepulcher. You're all dressed up and you look beautiful in the graveyard. You look beautiful. But inside, you're full of dead man bones. They don't have no love in there. They're dead on the inside. They don't have no feelings for nobody but themselves. Joab takes it upon himself because the man looked at him, coming to him to greet him with a kiss. And he said, are you, are you in good health, my brother? Call him a brother. And went to him with a kiss. But behind his back, he had a sword. And the Bible said he hit him in his fifth rib. Knew right where to put that sword at. So he didn't even have to hit him again. You know, a lot of times people are talking about overkill. Wasn't no overkill here. Hit him one time. Why? Because this was a man of war. He knew where to hit you at to bring death. Hit him in that fifth rib. And all his bowels filled out, the Bible says. Fell on the ground. Now. Nah. This is what I want you to understand about this lesson here also. They had people that saw this. They had people that saw him get struck and fall to the ground. The Bible says he was in the what? Highway. Do you realize in, in our society today, if you hit a dog on the highway and you keep going, if they get your license plate and find out who you are, you're going to be charged. With animal cruelty. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? You're going to be charged with animal cruelty if you hit a dog. But here, this is a man. We all have been created in the image of God and after his likeness. We're supposed to represent God here on earth. And here, they don't even care about this man laying on the, in the highway. They took him and drug him out the highway and put him out in the field and kept on going. If somebody get in the wreck and get hurt and you're first responder and you don't help them, you can be charged. You can be charged. These people, what's this man brothers? 
is what I'm trying to tell you. It was his brethren. It was from the same tribe of Israel. And they just pulled him on the side out of the highway to get him out of their way and pursued after Sheba. Nobody worried about him. But guess what? As long as he had that position as the captain of David's army, everybody was patting him on the back. Everybody was for him and with him. But when Joab came and took him out and killed him, what they say? Who else for Joab? Come with me. Who all honor King David? Come with Joab. And they all left a master laying on the highway, dying. That's the way people are. When one pe- person moved into a position, look, we didn't saw it so many times in my lifetime. I didn't saw it. They kiss up to the person who's in position. And whether he retire or whether he lose that position, whoever gets in that position, guess what? They kiss up to him now. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and that's the same thing that we've seen here. When a person really cares for you and something happened to you, they don't care who else gets that position. They're going to still show their loyalty to you. They're going to still be concerned about you. They did not show no concern for this boy at all. They just took him and drug him out of the highway and left him in the field. That's how people do. They leave from one man to another man. They leave from one woman to another woman. Don't care how bad they didn't hurt the person. Don't care what destruction they left in their path. As long as they're going on about their business and they're still doing their thing and they're succeeding at what they do, they don't care about the pain and the destruction they left behind. Now, this man had, he could have had a family, a wife, and children. Nobody cared about him. They just drug him out the highway like an old dog and laid him in the field and kept on going. That's what people do, man. When you put your, my wife always used that, 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 that scripture, put not your trust in man, but put your confidence in God. When you go to trusting in people and people let you down, you'll be so hurt and so let down, you even walk away from God. They, they got people that even walk away from God because of what a person has done. Now, God didn't do it. They opened them themselves for to be hurt by a person, and they blame God. That's why we got to stay on the Lord's side. We got to stay on the Lord's side. Because when you put your trust and your faith and your confidence in a man, that's all he is, a man. That's all he is. Verse 10 says, A master took no heed to the sword that was in Joab's hand, so he smote him therewith in the fifth rib and shed out his bowels to the ground and struck him not again. Didn't have to hit him again. He knew that first one did the trick. He died. So Joab and Abishai, his brother, pursued after Sheba, the son of Bechrah. Verse 11 says, And one of Joab's men stood by him and said, He that favored Joab, he that is for David, let him go after Joab. Now he's saying more or less, if any of y'all want the same thing that did happen to him, if you don't want the same thing, you better come with me now. Tell me who you for. Do you remember in the, in, the, in, in, the, in the book of Exodus when the children was out in the wilderness and it was on their way to the, to the promised land? 
The Bible said that when God had called Moses up to the mountain to give him the commandments that, that the people would live by, he took too long to come back down, and the people went to, went to murmuring and complaining, oh, something happened to Moses. He ain't coming. They built us a calf, and we're going to make this calf our God. When Moses came down with the Ten Commandments, he said, y'all ain't worthy to receive the word of God. And he said, who all is on the Lord's side? Come to me. And the ones who didn't come, the, 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 the children of Levi, the tribe of Levi, went and smote them and killed them all. And so this is what he's saying here. Who all for Joab? Who all for King David? You better come on with me. If not, you're going to get the same thing. And one of Joab's men stood by him and said, He that favored Joab, and he that is for David, let him go after Joab. If you don't come, you're looking for the same thing to happen. And what, what happened? And the master wallowed in the blood in the midst of the highway. And when the man saw that all the people stood still, he removed the master out of the highway into the field and cast a cloth upon him. When he saw that everyone that came by him stood still. Nobody was going to help. Nobody was going to raise a hand. Why? Joab was watching. Who all for Joab? Who all for David? And so to keep, keep them from getting killed, from them being struck down, what they did, they went on Joab's side. Because the master who had the position, he dead. Now, ain't nothing he can do for him. So now he didn't go on now. That's how fast people can change position with you. Just that fast. Verse 13 say, when he was removed out of the highway, all the people went on after Joab to pursue after Sheba, the son of Bekrah. When he was removed out of his position, out of the highway, all the people, everybody who was with him and for him, they went on after Joab. Look how fast people can change on you. They went on after Joab to pursue after Sheba, the son of Bekra. This was the initial command that David had gave to do what? Go get Sheba. And on their way to go get Sheba, Joab took, it up, took the advantage of it to kill a master too. You didn't hear the old proverb, kill, two, kill one bird, kill two birds with what? With one stone. Kill two birds with one stone. Now, he didn't got a master. Now, who's, who that other bird is? <laughs> Sheba. Sheba's that second bird with that one stone he's going to kill. So when he was, when they removed the master, they got rid of that. When they got him out the way, we don't need to deal with this fellow, fellow no more. He dead and done with. All the people went on after Joab to pursue after Sheba, the son of Bechrath. Verse 14 says, and he went through all the tribes of Israel unto Abel. He's going from, from tribe to tribe. Why? Because they're trying to see where Sheba is hiding. They're searching for him. They're searching for him. When a, when a criminal is on the loose, you remember we didn't saw just recently here, when those people had escaped convicts. When, when the police get wind of where they're hiding at, what they do? They surround that community. Right? Tell everybody, lock your doors, close your doors up. And they go in the yards, they go in the sheds, garages, and they're looking. When they don't find him, what they start doing? Knocking on doors. 
Uh, sir, ma'am, is it all right that I come in? We pursuing a suspect. Are y'all all right in here? And so what they're doing now, they're going from tribe to tribe. Same thing that's happened. That is happening now. The Bible says, what did Solomon say in the book of Proverbs? What is, what has been, is still today. For there's nothing new under the sun. God ain't doing no new thing. He's still doing the same thing. He's still doing the same thing. He said, I'm a God, and I change not. That's right. I'm the same God today as I was yesterday and forevermore. He don't change. Huh. And he went to all the tribes of Israel unto Abel. That's the police. They're looking for this escaped convict. And he's going from one tribe to the next tribe, looking for him. And to Bet Mecca and all the Bereites. And they were gathered together and went also after him. And they came and besieged him in Abel. They found out where he was at. Oh, we got him now. We didn't find out what city he's in. And so what they did, they surrounded the city. When the police find out where the criminal at, what they do? They surround that place. He ain't getting out of here. They put a, 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 a what they call that? A, 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 huh? Not only bury a, 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 the net, some kind of, the, uh, they put a, 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 a closed net. They put a net, encircled a net round about that, that community or whatever. So he can't escape. Helicopters and everything, like you said, Brother Kurt, put, have helicopters shining the light down. In case he's trying to escape. They didn't find out where he at. And so now they're circling this city. And what they're doing? They're not going to try and, and have any of their men killed. They didn't put a trench around it, and they're taking uh, batters and battering the walls to try and knock the wall down to get him to come out. Look what he said here. And they came and besieged him. Who him? Sheba. And Abel of Bethmacca. And they cast up a bank against the city. And it stood in the trench, and all the people that were with Joab battered the wall to throw it down. He's hiding. He's behind that wall. He in that city. We don't have to. We don't have to uh, put other men's lives at stake. We don't have to, you know, cause nobody else to get hurt. We're gonna make them come out. They surrounded that city and they took these big battering rams and throwing these big boulders up against that wall to try and tear the wall down. Then cried a wise woman. Why do you call her a wise woman? Because the woman had enough sense to, 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 for to give, give them Sheba than for the whole city to die. Isn't this the same thing? Look here. Look how we find here. It's just, isn't this the same thing that the, that, the, that the priest, the high priest said concerning Jesus? It's best for one man to die for a nation than for a whole nation to die for one man. Because if they didn't give up Jesus, to the Roman soldiers, the Roman soldiers were going to go through the city and tear up the whole city. And so they didn't want Jerusalem to fall. They didn't want to lose their position as high priests. They still wanted to hold this, what you call prestige. They wanted to have this prestige in Jerusalem. We're the high priests. We got power. We got position. Even during that time, they, owned, they had their own police station. They had police guards in the temple. And the same way people say today, man, what kind of church is that, man? They got police in their in the, in the church. They got, they got ATM machines in their church. <laughs> it's still here. They ain't doing nothing now that they didn't do back then. 
They had what they call the temple police, the temple guards. That's the police. They had that much of prestige that they wanted to make sure nobody don't come and grab them, take their they, 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 they royal robes off of them, uh, take nothing out of the temple. So they had the police to watch over the temple, the house of God. <laughs> in, in the 127th Psalm, look what, Paul, look what uh, uh, David says. Unless the Lord keep the city, the watchman only wicked but in vain. That's right. He that builds it only builds in vain. But here they got the temple police to watch over the house of God. Help us today, Lord, to get back to, to what God first had called us to do. He said he was going to make us what? A kingdom of priests. A peculiar people, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, that we should show forth the praises of him who have called us out of darkness to his marvelous life. We call in the police. We got him out in the in the in the parking lot. Undercover in the church. With their with their headpiece on, talking to one another, like like they secret service men. In the church. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. And they wonder where these people get this from. Well, how do you come up with stuff like that in the church? Because it's in the Bible. Then cried a wise woman out of the city, Here, here, say I pray you unto Joab, Come near hither, that I may speak with thee. This woman is using wisdom. The word wise comes from the word wisdom. In all that getting, get an understanding. And so she calls for Joab. She know the one who to call for, the one who's given the order, the one who's in control. Call on him. That's why we as Christians are supposed to call on who? On God. He got control. They used to sing this song when we was young in the church. He got the whole world in his hand. He got the whole world. In his hand, he got the whole world. In his hand, he got the whole wide world in his hand. Then they'll come back and say, he got you and me, brother. He's got you and me, brother. In his hand. But, but we ain't calling on him. We calling on everybody and everything but God. This woman here call on the one who is in charge. What the, what, we, what, the, what the songwriter says, we got, a, we got a charge to keep and a God to glorify. She called on the one who was in charge, Joab. Now, out of all of those people that was throwing battering up against that wall, how she knew who was in charge? Because she heard the one who was giving the command. She saw the one who was putting people in place to batter that wall. We don't, you, you got Christians. Who call, people who call themselves a Christian don't even know who's in charge. Don't even know who's in charge. Then cried a wise woman out of the city, Hear, hear, say, I pray you, unto Joab, come near hither, that I may speak with thee. 
And when he was come near unto her, the woman said, Are thou Joab? She, look, she didn't even know who he was. But because of the position he had and the orders he was given, they knew that this man here got to be in charge. We know that the man called Joab is in charge, but she didn't know him until he came near her and said, Are you Joab? How could people call on the name of God and still don't know him? Jesus was in Jerusalem preaching and teaching the gospel. When, he, when the children came to him and the people came to try, he said, for, he, said, he said, forbid not the children. He said, to come unto me. He said, for such is the kingdom of hell. He said, look, I've, I've been with you a long time now, these three years in my ministry. I didn't been in and out of Jerusalem. Judea in every region round about here. But they didn't know him. They had to use Judas. He said, the one who I kiss, he's Jesus. Take him. He was also said, suffer steward in the means because the kingdom of God is like a steward. Yes. Now, how in the world could we be calling on the name of God, the name of Jesus, and don't even know him? Here's this woman here is looking for Joab, and, and, and she, had to, she asked him, say, are you Joab? And that's what we do. We pray, we call on his name, we testify about him and all that, but we really don't know him. And when he was come near unto her, you know something, if we knew him, to know a person is to know their nature, to know how they work. The same way you get to know your wife. No, I don't do that because I know those type of things going to upset my wife. I, don't, don't do that, man. She, that, that upsets her. Why? You know something about her. How come we don't get to know God like that? If I do this, this is going to upset God. If I say that, God is not pleased with that. If I pray to him, even if he don't come at the time I call, I know he hears my prayer. That's how we got to know him. He may not come when you want him, but the songwriter said he's always on time. He's an on time God. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. And when he was come near unto her, the woman said, Are thou Joab? I heard about you, but I didn't know who you really was. A lot of people have heard about God, but they don't really know who he is. People is dependent on people and not on God. And he answered, I am he. Then she said unto him, hear the words of thy handmaid. And he answered, I do hear. Okay, in other words, you say, I'm listening to that, what you're saying, what you, what you got to say now. Look how, look how this woman is humbling herself. Because she know her life and the lives of everybody in that city is in Joab's hands. I'm your handmaiden. I'm your, in other words, I'm, I'm here to serve you. I'm not here to fight against you. I'm here at your beckoning command. Hear what I have to say. And when she humbled herself before him, look, look at this here. This man here got a, this man got a hard heart. Joab is a murderer. He's been killing people that David did not give him orders to kill for a long time now. This man got a hard heart and a murderous spirit. But guess what? This woman touched his heart. What that tells me is that regardless of how bad a person is, you can touch their heart. 
if you humble yourself. You can't go there like, well, look, man, I used to be out here too. I was a gangster. I was this, that, and other. No, no. You ain't going to never get to them like that because all you're doing is just lifting them up and lifting yourself up, and they call that pride. And the Bible says pride comes first before the fall. You're not going to win them. You're going to fall in that battle last. You ain't going to win this individual because all you're talking about is what there is about. You got to let them know where God then brought you from, and you ain't about that no more. And if God did it for you, brother, he can do it for you too if you want it. Only if you want it. Hear the words of thy handmaid. And he answered, I do hear. Now, this man went there for what? For war, right? That's what he went there for. And he went to get Sheba by any means necessary. But the woman touched his heart by humbling herself. And we can touch people hard if we're willing to humble ourselves. There's a song that, they, that, that, that a gospel song, Brother Curtis, that they sing. And it goes, if you don't mind being called stupid, if you don't mind being called simple, he said, then just maybe I'll have a chance to be seen in your life. In other words, regardless of what you say to me, it's not hurting me because I come here to give you something that you never had before. The gift of salvation. The gift of salvation. You remember uh, in the book of John, in the, uh, in the Gospel of St. John, the Bible said when Jesus uh, met the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, and he said, and, and they were sitting at the well, and the woman came and said, and, the woman, and, and Jesus said, give me something to drink. He said, look, I'm going to give you something to drink. You don't even have nothing to dip it with. He said, look, the water that I have, if I give it to you, it should spring up into you like living waters. And she said, give me this water. I'm tired of coming to this well drawing. If you're going to give me water that's going to keep springing up into me like a wells of living water, that's the water I need. The Samaritans and the Jews were separated. They had divisions among them because of something that happened a long time ago when the Israelites were taken into, into, into exile with the Babylonians and they, and they, and they intermarried. Then he spake, saying, they were wont to speak in old times, saying, they shall surely ask counsel at Abel, and so they ended the matter. I am one of them that are peaceable. In other words, they're saying this is where we used to hold counsel at. We used to come together in certain matters and come to a conclusion right here in Abel. And so they said, this is where the matter was ended. And she, she said, I am one of them that are peaceable and faithful in Israel. I'm one of them that sought peace. I'm an Israelite myself. Thou seekest to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why will thou swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? Now she's dealing with his inner man. She's dealing with, with his conscience. Every man had that. I don't care how bad you are. I don't care how wrong, how much wrong you done done. Everybody got a conscience. They may not want to show it, but they have it. Everybody got a conscience. She's dealing with his conscience. That's something God give all everybody. The rapist, the murderer, everybody. He gives us a conscience. And so, why do you come to destroy a mother? her family, her children, and swallow up the inheritance of the Lord. If you say you're a godly man, 
We got the people. Why you want to kill up your own people? And Joab answered and said, Far be it, far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. I didn't come for that. The matter is not so, but a man of Mount Ephraim, Sheba, the son of Becra by name, had lifted up his hand against the king, even against David. Deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. And the woman said unto Joab, Behold, his head shall be thrown to thee over the wall. Man, look, this matter is finished. This matter is finished. That's all you want? His head coming across that wall. His head coming across that wall today. Just stand right there. You don't have to wait long. I'll let the people in the city know what it is that you came here for. You ain't come here for war. You came here for peace and for that one man. And we're going to give him to you. We're going to give him to you. The Bible said just a little leaving will leaving the whole lump. It's called talking about yeast. You put just a little yeast in dough, and it'll make that whole lump of dough rise. And the Bible said that's what, that's what sin is in the lives of people. When you allow sin to linger, all it do is, this, is, is make everything else rise out of proportion. It festers. One bad apple, spoil the whole barrel. And so she's saying, you don't have to worry, Joab. I'm going back into the city. I'm going to talk to the people. And his head is coming across that wall to you today. So what God is saying to us, whatever it is that's causing you the problem in your life, in your house, in your marriage, in your finances, get rid of it. That's the thing there that's causing problems in your whole house. Do you realize, look, when God wanted to punish the nation of Israel, I wanted to cause them to move from one place to another. What did he do? One thing. He held back the rain. He held back the rain. When, when he held back, hold back the rain, there's no water to drink. No water for the cattle. No, the, 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 the vegetation can't grow. There's no wheat. There's no nothing. So that one thing could cause everything to go bad. So God is saying that one thing, say all of the problems you're having is caused from one thing. When a person gets sick and they go to the doctor, the first thing they take is what? Your vital sign, right? And if they see that your heart rate is high, you got fever, whatever, they don't treat the fever. They treat what caused the fever. They give you penicillin, not for fever. They give it to you for what? Infection. That's right. The source of the problem. We deal with everything else but the source of the problem. You got to get rid of it. You got to get rid of what's causing the problem. And there's a lot of things we don't want to let go because we're so attached to it. But it's causing you a problem. Yeah. He sent this woman and she was humble. The Bible tells you hard worry stirred up strife. But soft words would draw strife would drive strife away. Yeah. And she told him to him. Yes. Joab, I mean not Joab. Oh. Joab. 
Yes. Yes. Through her. Through her. He humbled himself for so that he didn't have to raise up the hand. That's pretty good, when sister. You try to handle it yourself, that's pretty good. You're right. Do it. You don't have to you don't have so to lift up your hand. No. The woman, she said, look, I'm one of the peaceful ones in Israel. We used to hold council right here in Abel. And I'm one of them that would just sit in on the council because I'm an Israelite. Look, what is the matter? He explained to her what he wanted. She said, look, don't worry. His head's going to be thrown to you over this wall. When God already worked it out. That woman, that woman wasn't there by chance. That woman was there planted by God for that time to come. Do you realize they got people planted in this world waiting on you to get to a certain position to help you in whatever the matter is? They're already there waiting on you. Yeah. Yeah. And he and he do everything right on time. Just like this. Almost twenty years ago in June of this year, my boss that used to work for I met everybody in the community from three blocks from the black community in Tomball. Now he's taking care of my wife, people in that community. God works things in his own time frame. Yeah. It's like it's like he put a hand on me to meet these people and he put another glove to help me at the nursing home for my wife. Yeah. Right on time. Right on time. He know how to do it. He know how to do it. And see, God have a way of showing us who's really for us and who's against us. Who's just talking and who's willing to perform? This is what God does. He show you. I'm going to show you. You think this person can't anything? About, I'm going to show you. I'm going to let such and such a thing happen to you. I'm going to let you see that this person don't care nothing about you. That's what God does. Because he don't want, he don't want us to be fooled, the hoodwink. He told his disciples, he said, look, these truths, he said, I speak in the parable. He said, because I talk like this to them so they can't understand. But these truths are for you to know. This is what Jesus told his disciples. Because they asked him, say, Lord, why do you speak in parables? He said, he said, because eyes, they have eyes and see not. They have ears and hear not. And they have a heart and they perceive not. He said, but for you, this is for you to know. And so he explained to them about how to, how to sow, went out to sow seeds among the soil. And how the, how, the, how the seeds fell upon different types of soil. And he explained to them what that was all about. And this is what God does in Bible study. He teaches us. A lot of people can read the Bible. Reading is you're just gaining information. The same way you buy something from Walmart and they have something to put together and they have instructions in there. You read the information they give you how to put it together. Some people read it and still can't do it. 
Same thing with the Bible. People read the Bible and still don't know what it's saying. Why? Because you gain an information by reading. That's only information. God wants us to receive revelation from the information. And how do he do that? Through the Spirit of God. He comes to lead and guide us into what? All truth. He opened up the truth to us. And he said, the truth shall what? You got that right, brother. <laughs> then the woman went on, went unto all the people in her wisdom. She went to the people. And they cut off the head of Sheba, the son of Bechrah, and cast it out to Joab. And he blew the trumpet, and they retired from the city, every man to his tent. And Joab returned to Jerusalem unto the king. Now Joab was over all the hosts of Israel. Now he's letting you know the position that all these people held once they went back. Now they're getting what? Things back in order. Once you get rid of the problem, you can get things back in order. You can never get things in order as long as there's a problem there. How can you get back to work if you're sick? You still got fever. You're still weak. You can't go out there and work no 8, 9, 10, 12 hours. You have to get yourself back together. Most times when you're out for a while, you have to go back to that job with what? A doctor paper saying you're... You can, you, you, you can go back to work. So now everything is coming back to order. Why? Because he got rid of the fever. He got rid of the problem. Now the fever is gone. Now Joab was over all the hosts of Israel. And Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was over the Cherilites and over the Pelahites. Now these was men of war. And so he put people over these to give them instruction that came down from the king. That's the way God is. God is an orderly God. He's an orderly God. What did he say about the order of man? He said God is the head of man. Man is the head of woman, right? Woman is the one who run over the house. And so there's an order that God has. And when we break order, there's disorder. And disorder brings nothing but confusion. Mm. And Adoram was over the tribute. And, Je and Jehoshaphat, the son of Elihu, was a recorder. So what was the recorder? Everything that was done, he wrote it down. He was recording everything. You got a tape recorder? Oh, yeah, you said this. I got this on tape. So he was recording everything that was said. When you're putting things in position, that recorder, he was putting it down. And Sheba was the scribe. Now, what was the scribe? He was the one that wrote the commandments of God. Everything that was godly, the scribe. They put it on the scroll. The scribe put it on the scroll. And they read it before the people in the marketplace. And Zadok and Abiathar were the priests. So the scribe wrote it down. Abiathar and Zadok, they read it before the people. They were the priests. And Ira also, the Jariah, was a chief ruler about David. So now you're getting things back way. In order. You're getting things back in order. Just that fast, when you got rid of the problem, things begin to fall into place. But you can't get things in place when there's a lot of confusion and chaos that's going on. We could all sing together, but we can't all what? Talk together. Singing brings harmony. Mm -hmm. You want to just lift you, just you want to just throw yourself out the way. 